Welcome to AI Force, your Salesforce AI news and insights. My name is Mark Good. I'm your host. Quick shout out to German, Ryan, and Bradley. Congrats on getting your GPT specialist cert. I know you're out there and enjoying Flow GPT. First up today, we're talking about an article where Salesforce talked about their decade-long journey into AI and generative AI. This was written by Sammy. And I just wanted to share with you some things that I caught in this article that were interesting to me. There was an acquisition a while back by Salesforce for a company called Metamind. It was an AI startup that was focused on neural nets, uh, task processing, large amounts of data, and deep machine learning. So this is now Salesforce's in-house AI team. This team is dedicated to building LLMs and it is headed by Silvio right now. So Silvio is Salesforce's chief scientist, and he was a former professor of computer science at Stanford University. Reading into another article where he actually did a Q&A with someone and they posted all of his answers, one of his answers to a question was around the future and scope of his role at Salesforce. And one of the things that he mentioned here is he talked about the importance of creating building blocks that can be deployed into products. So I thought this was very fascinating. We know that Salesforce has been very modular in the past. I think deploying LLMs in a modular fashion inside of Salesforce is going to be key. It sounds like that's the path that they're headed down. It sounds like the team is on the right track. And with the introduction of their language model that they talked about last time, which was XGen 7B, it sounds like they're making headway. Checking into Silvio's LinkedIn, I happened to come across this post that he put out where he actually posted the early access request form. This is for Salesforce developers for Einstein GPT's CodeGen, which is Salesforce's language model for taking natural language and as prompts and then using that to go through CodeGen, their language model, to create Apex. And so this was built for developers. Looks like it's still in an early access program, but the link is there. So I'll drop this in the comments. If you're a developer and you're interested in getting early access to CodeGen, you might want to go check that out. I filled it out and I hope to get in. Next up, we're talking about the official launch of public GPT-4 API. So this means that all those developers out there who were on the waiting list, just hoping to get GPT-4 API, now you have it. Now you can go in and start building GPT-4 into your products. This is a big deal because any ISVs for Salesforce who are looking at building apps now have access to that GPT-4 API. Now you have a much larger context window. I think it's double, up from 4,000 tokens to 8,000. As a Salesforce professional learning prompt engineering, you're going to be using much larger prompts or you have the capability to use much larger prompts. So this changes the way that we approach situations when we're going through our prompt engineering to get results we're looking for within AI used inside the org. So this is a really great step for OpenAI. Really glad to see the rollout of GPT-4 and it should only bring even better things for us as Salesforce professionals. Vala Afshar is an evangelist for AI over at Salesforce, and he published an article where he called out two major problems that are gonna be the biggest barriers to adoption of generative AI for the Salesforce ecosystem. And the first one he mentioned really resonated with me. He mentioned the skills gap. Now, I think a lot of people don't understand at this stage what it means to have a skills gap in the AI space. Generative AI inside the org is a brand new technology, and we're just learning what skills you actually even need to have in order to be the person that adopts AI or implements AI inside the org. There are various AI tools rolling out, there's prompt engineering that's important, there's security concerns, there's all these things you have to take into consideration. That's why we have AI Force training, that's why we're trying to close the skill gap ourselves, and we hope that others will do the same. Salesforce is developing their own training and their own material and certifications. We hope to see that soon, and we hope that it helps close that skill gap. 
Until then, we will continue to push forward and just try to do our best to train up as many GPT specialists as possible. So we need to talk for a second about OpenAI's announcement about this thing called super alignment. OpenAI has put together a targeted four-year plan to acquire personnel and dedicate 20% of their total compute power towards this thing called super alignment. So super alignment is all about making sure that the AI that they currently have gets trained in a way that makes sure that it follows all of the principles that we lay out for it and that we get the intended results that we're looking for out of the AI. At this stage, OpenAI knows that their AI is the biggest and the best, and it performs the most, and it's being adopted the fastest and used the widest. It's clear at this point that they believe that their language model can be used as the basis for AGI. Let's talk about AGI. So AGI is Artificial General Intelligence. So what's the difference between AI, which we already have, and AGI, which we don't yet have? Well, there's one word that separates the two, and that's general. You can think of AI as things like the language models that we use. The generative AI that we have today that we're using is a big step towards AGI. Think of AGI as an AI that can operate more like, say, a human or an animal, and its ability to do things or make decisions or perform tasks more closely reflects how we live our lives. I think the closest thing that we currently have to AGI is Tesla's full self-driving autonomous systems. The vehicle takes inputs through the visual camera systems and processes those images through its neural nets and makes decisions with outputs that actually control acceleration and braking and even steering to move the car through space and time. As Tesla moves closer and closer to solving AGI through autonomous driving, I think OpenAI is moving closer and closer to solving AGI through their large language models. To do this, they're going to need something called alignment research. So AI alignment research aims to steer the AI systems towards their human intended goals, preferences, and ethical principles. The challenge is, is as we put guardrails in place for the AI to perform the way we want it to, unintended consequences occur that we don't see or expect until they evolve after we're using the language model. It can be really challenging for AI designers to align AI systems because it's difficult to understand the full range of desired and undesired behaviors. Think about OpenAI having to do the fine tuning on their language model. They would have to fine tune using all the potential errors and challenges that we don't expect or want out of AI. If an AI language system like OpenAI's language models are finely tuned incorrectly while they're attempting to create AGI, these misaligned systems can malfunction and cause harm. How OpenAI approaches the training and fine tuning of this AGI model over the next four years is going to be extremely important and having an AGI available as a user inside of a Salesforce instance is going to be a game changer. In case you didn't hear, OpenAI has officially removed the ability for GPT-4 via ChatGPT to use the browsing feature. What they learned is that sometimes unintended things can happen. For example, if a user goes into ChatGPT, uses the browser feature, and asks for the full URL text, it may inadvertently fulfill that request and actually provide the full text on a page from a URL. Because of this, if you want to use a browsing feature, you'll have to transition over to Bard or Bing. Over on LinkedIn, a GPT specialist, Beth Lyons, has broken the news that ChatGPT is now offering Code Interpreter inside of its interface. You can think of Code Interpreter as an incredible new superpower right inside of ChatGPT that actually creates, deploys, and interprets its own code as it looks for answers to solutions to your requests. 
Her OpenAI code interpreter is using Python inside of a sandboxed firewalled execution environment to take your request, to take your file uploads, to take your data, and to take the inputs, the prompts that you send it, and try to make decisions and provide charts and insights on that data that you give it. Code Interpreter has so many different use cases that we're still trying to understand the total impact of it, but I can tell you this now, Salesforce is going to be using Code Interpreter. You will, at some point, be using Code Interpreter, whether you know it or you don't know it, but there's a lot of data inside Salesforce, and any report that you have can be exported and processed by Code Interpreter. You'll be prompting it with natural language, GPT specialists are going to learn this at some point. We're just starting to touch the tip of the iceberg of how Code Interpreter is going to impact Salesforce professionals. In case you missed it before, another language model developer called Anthropic had announced that they introduced a 100K context window. What does that even mean? Well, in ChatGPT, your context window is limited to 4,000, or now with GPT-4, which we just talked about, 8,000 total tokens. Claude is the language model built by Anthropic, and they have figured out how to train their model on 100,000 tokens as the context window. This has serious implications if you see that corresponds to about 75,000 words. Remember all those long chats that you had with ChatGPT where it seemed to forget the original intent of the conversation? We call that drift. Inside of a 75,000 word context window for chats, your chats can go on for days and days. Why does this matter? Inside of Salesforce, we're going to be able to call different language models for different purposes. The prompts we build inside Salesforce sometimes are going to need to be longer and use much more data than that 9,000 limit window from OpenAI. And that's when you're gonna call other language models from companies like Anthropic for Claude to get that much larger context window. I can't wait to see if we actually get access to Anthropic's Claude anytime soon. So that's it for today. Don't forget to check out the three-day flow GPT challenge at AIforcetraining.com. If you like the video, make sure to subscribe. Thanks for supporting AI Force, and I'll see you next time.